welcome to Relay Chain, a podcast produced by Parity Technologies, where we discuss all things Substrate, Polkadot, and Web3. And welcome to another episode of Relay Chain. Uh, today we have Marvin Tong from Fala Network, and we're going to dig into Fala Network. Uh, Marvin, thanks for being here. How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Jory. And thank you very much for the invitation. And hi, guys. This is Marvin Tong. I'm the co founder and CEO of Fala Network. And I'm also the advisor in uh, uh, Target Venture of Pocketphone. So, uh, yeah, nice to see you guys. Awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, let's. there's tons to cover here today. Um, I'm super interested in uh, the Fala project. And so, yeah, let's just dig right into it. Let's start off with, like, you know, very, very simple, high-level question. What is Fala Network? Yeah, Fala Network, you know, tackles uh, the issue of trust in the computation cloud. So uh, we think this uh, blockchain is a trust-based computation platform you know, that enables massive cloud processing without sacrificing data confidentiality. And because Fala is building around, you know, TE-based privacy technology already uh, embedded into modern processors, so uh, Fala's uh, distributed, you know, the computing cloud is versatile um, and uh, confidential. By separating the consensus mechanism from computation, Fala ensures the processing power is high scalability. Uh, together, this creates uh, the infrastructure of a powerful security and scalable trustless computing cloud. But of course, uh, Fala is based on Substrate. So, as a member of um, you know a parachain of Polkadot and Kusama cross chain ecosystem, Fala will be able to provide the computing power to other blockchain applications with protecting the data layer, enable possibilities like uh, privacy protected DeFi trading. Po- positions and uh, transactions history, co-computing DID, confidential data, developing high node uh, cross-chain bridges and such and such. So our uh, on-chain services currently being developed on Fala include uh, Web3 Analytics, which is a high performance smart contract from Fala enable high uh, concurrent mass data analysis with privacy, paying the way for um, alternative to uh, Google Analytics than uh, inherently respects individual confidentialities. Uh, so uh, in a in very short uh, conclusion, I think um, uh, more than uh, most people's idea about what is Fala, it's a more than just another blockchain offering confidentiality. So uh, it is a cloud computing protocol. Yeah, I think that was um, the most surprising thing that I found when when I was looking into your project. When I first heard about Fala, I heard it described as you know a privacy network, uh, and there, yeah, there's yeah there's several other projects that um, came to mind in in relation to that to to give me an analogy. But as I was looking into it, 
I, I saw that you you aim to be a whole lot more, and I think you just you touched on it a little bit there. But like you compare yourselves instead of to other privacy networks, you compare yourselves to Google Cloud and AWS and Azure. So so you really are putting the cloud computing aspect of things at the forefront, and that is your major goal. And so I, I'm curious, like where does privacy come into play um, in your project? Yeah, that is, thank you for that, Jory. It's a very good point. The the reason that um you know the major difference from like a decentralized or we call it Web three cloud computation rather than uh, you know centralized cloud, the major difference is that which one can process the programs without you know give out you know the our privacy preserving. So um. Uh, the the reason why we can give confidentiality into computation service is that Fala leveraged the uh, cryptographic technology already in the so-called trusted execution environment, the TEE CPUs to uh, ensure that the owners of uh, uh, CPU worker nodes can't tamper with your potential confidential code or data, even while or, or they are running it for you, you know. And crucially, the file network uh, gatekeepers can manage the blockchain, also manage end-to-end -end encryption between users and the TE worker nodes. So, this uh, provides additional layer of security to make sure we won't rely uh, solely on the TE to protect data privacy. You know, any computation that is run far, whether it's uh, big data, machine learning, or enterprises, or smart contracts execution for DeFi applications is because uh, in, uh, uh, inherently uh, private. Major difference with FALA and other privacy-focused solution on blockchain is that it uh, are versatile and scalable, allowing all kinds of use cases from Web3, Web2, and enterprise world. That is why FALA is looking to become a universal global cloud for privatization and take on behaviors like uh, Amazon, Azure and of course like Google Cloud because it's advanced in open source transparency, censorship uh, resistant and uh, robust uh, global infrastructure and innate privacy protection. So that is the confidentiality about Vala. That's so interesting. Like, there's so much I want to dig into about what you just said. Okay, let's let's first talk about uh, the controversial topic of TEEs because I've seen you know, an, an argument on both sides. It's um, in the blockchain space. You know, it's typical like in in math we trust, like zk uh, zk technology. Like we want to trust the math, but when you when you start to um, talk about centralizing to a particular chip manufacturer, then some people get a little bit wary. So. So can you talk a little bit about that, you know, controversial topic there? What are your thoughts there? I think there are uh, like three major confidential reality te technology in uh, blockchain. There are JK uh, uh, knowledge, there is a multi-computation technology called IMPC, right? And there are also TE. So in our uh, understanding of what we want to get, I think the major difference from uh, DK to uh, TE is about uh, whether you can share the data with uh, users 
or the data owner's authorization to the third party. I think that's a major difference from a GK-like technology and uh, MPCOTE-like technology that uh, if you can share the data when you want to use it. Uh, I think it's quite a wildly useful uh, use case in you know all internet industry because uh, if uh, all of the data is uh, like uh, end-to-end uh, protection, but you lose the possibility that you can share the, the data uh, to a third party, then it means that uh, you will lose a lot of you know like uh, use cases from like uh, in intelligence suggestion, you know, like uh, older book, uh, whether you are using uh, Airbnb or Uber or, 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 or Amazon when you want to do uh, e-shopping. So um, third-party uh, data use is quite, you know, very, very useful uh, uh, feature in the internet industry. So that's why we think we can't cut that off. So how how we can keep that. So um, uh, we do some research back into 2018 and uh, we keep, of course, we keep on researching until now, but uh, from our understanding, uh, the TE technology can keep the, the performance, uh, but you can pr- improve the trustless level of the implementation. So that's the major difference here. Right, so um, it's a it's an issue of scalability then, and you f- you find that um, trusted execution environments are are able to scale better, and you're able to share the data, whereas some of the other solutions are just not uh, not capable of doing that sort of thing. I get that. I get that. So, how do you kind of you know combat the the narrative around centralization in that like you're kind of trusting um, a chip provider to to like do what they say? Um, is there any ways that to, to mitigate this aspect of centralization? I think uh, that's the uh, code technology that why uh, Fala is uh, valuable. Uh, uh, that's why uh, you know we can uh, keep the performance well. Uh, we, we we can run as confidential reality. It's quite a uh, complicated uh, in technology level, uh, but um, to be short speaking. This is, uh, I want to explain uh, a little bit about uh, what is TE first, so that the, the audience can understand the hardware level technology behind it. So the TE itself, you know, is a very old technology because um, the, the program running inside TE is high isolated using the hardware level encrypted run. Uh, a malicious attacker can neither read the data in the memory without authorization. For example, if a, a cryptographic key uh, that is uh, stored inside the same TE only visible on the device itself and not uh, external hardware or software it uh, interacts with so that no um, uh, manipulate the program to produce any uh, unintended behavior. So um, uh, in Falanet, what we call the uh, supportive program running inside TE, the P runtime. So it is um, a runtime environment or an operating system to put it more simply that maintains the basic 
TTE worker and the gatekeeper protocol inside TE. It handles the TE remote attestation, engine registration, key management, and potential contracts execution. But the key system of remote attestation, what is that? It is a key to ensure the security of TE system uh, coded, you know, from a uh, uh, different TE standard of like Intel, AMD, or ARM. It proves that a certain code uh, measured by the hash of the code, optionally with some uh, customized data generated by the code, is running inside an uh, up-to-date uh, genuine uh, Intel SGS enclave or AMD SCV. Enclave. So the remote attestation is a basic, you know, big building block for confidential smart contract. But it's not very useful if you cannot uh, establish an end-to-end -end security communication channel between the user and the TE. So, uh, for let let's put Intel SGS and as an example, the only TE currently supported uh, by Fala also provides a, se a secret provisioning protocol to solve the problem uh, elegantly. So uh, by adopting the secret provisioning protocol, a chain of trust from the user to a P runtime can be established. No, first of all, the blockchain have the hash of the uh, canonical P runtime code, and uh, secondly, the P runtime uh, runs the remote attestation protocol gets a report from the data hash of the uh, tested code, the P runtime itself, and the public key of an uh, ephemeral uh, identity key pair, so that the remote attestation report is submitted to the blockchain and validated on-chain. The blockchain compares with the hash from the RA report, uh, implies the participant of a canonical P runtime in that E. And in the last, the identity public key is registered on the blockchain, you know, the, so that uh, only the current P runtime has control over the identity key. It's a little bit detailed in the technology. Yeah, sorry, but I want to explain very well about how the you know, system can be uh, trusted rather than just a single TE. And of course, uh, during we can uh, go into uh, the performance with the trusted part technology if you want to later. Yeah, of course. No, I think that was uh, a great in-depth uh, explanation, um, particularly because I think we have a lot of technically minded folks that listen to the show. So I think that they will really appreciate that. So you mentioned that currently the only processor TE that you, you support is Intel SGX. But I think, uh, do you have plans of integrating other TEs? And do you think that might help round out these concerns? Uh, yeah, of course, uh, we plan to um, to support different standards of TE. We don't want to rely on Intel. The reason why we using Intel, the major reason is that because you know Intel uh, SGS like already have um, ten years history that um, all hardware labs around the world trying to attack it every day. <laughs> so that you know, there are a bunch of papers reporting that uh, 
how you can use the physical uh, attack uh, technology to try to uh, uh, you know dig out something inside the Intel SGX. So and the Intel SGX is the first uh, T standard that uh, provide a remote update. Uh, system uh, inside the TE, so that it means that if you know if uh, any white hat reported uh, any uh, possibility possibility bugs or or, or issues, you know, uh, to Intel they can fix it. But the first generation of of AMD SCV, you know, don't support a remote update. That's why uh, we think it's not safe. But of course, the this generation of uh, AMD, I think uh, the the SEV security level is in another uh, hand, and uh, I think with with the um, uh, if we combine TE with uh, like uh, AMD SEV with a uh, Titan uh, open source hardware level, you know, like uh, HSM security control hardware, uh, that uh, it will be much more safer so that we can use it. So we plan to uh, support AMD uh, by this Q3 or Q4 after uh, Fala network launched on Kusama so so that we can you know like uh, take more time in uh, taking most uh, different standards. But back to uh, the blockchain itself or the system itself when we design it and when we develop we don't like uh, put any uh, specific TE standard as our basic function because uh, when we're doing it, we already think there will be like multi-TE standards on Fala so that we can uh, support them. That's awesome. That's very cool to know that um, like you're diversifying uh, in, in your like hardware as well and keeping your platform like open and flexible. That's very cool. We've talked a bunch about the the hardware that your particular project runs on. Let's um, let's dive into the software a little bit now. We we know that your project's built on Substrate, um, and so I like asking like folks like, what is their recipe for Substrate? For for those that are new to Substrate, uh, there's building blocks that allow you to build a blockchain, um, and we call this uh, the runtime. And so you can add different palettes that make up your blockchain. So what kind of palettes make up Fallow? I think uh, back to uh, when we starting to uh, write the white paper and uh, make decision about which platform and or, or which architecture we want to use as the fundamental of the blockchain. We did some, um, you know, a lot of research. Uh, the major uh, blockchain stack uh, by then is uh, some somebody use uh, Ethereum fork or somebody uh, want to be a layer two uh, for for uh, Ethereum or other uh, major blockchains, uh, that is one way. And the other way that, uh, which is also very popular, that if you want to build your own blockchain by, uh, you know, uh, as a public chain, you can use uh, Tindermint, you know, to uh, build something. And uh, of course, uh, uh, in the future, you can uh, use the Cosmos Hub, you know, to to link with uh, other blockchain. That that is the second way. But uh, in our research, we found that out of our uh, inspecting, we found that Polkadot team already uh, provide a better solution that is a substrate 
substrate, uh, which you can use it to uh, easily uh, build up a blockchain. You know, you know, in in, in a submit a Web three submit. You know, Gavin uh, put out a new life from a letter bag and uh, you know fresh freaking new uh, laptop and he uh, built up a blockchain using substrate with just uh, 10 minutes. So that uh, that thing uh, like impressed me a lot, a lot. So uh, uh, from then we think uh, uh, substrate is building and updating very fast, which uh, finally uh, make us want to use it. And uh, as we mentioned before, because Fala is more focusing on uh, off-chain com computation system, but the uh, uh, security and the verified trusted of chain itself of, of running your know, different T workers need a blockchain to manage it. So uh, that's why uh, uh, we call it the TE blockchain hybrid architecture. Uh, that's why we think uh, Substrate is a perfect platform for it, you know. So uh, as we all know that composability, uh, uh, interoperability is the most important uh, precondition of uh, you know, DeFi ecosystem or uh, on-chain uh, application uh, ecosystem. For example, in Ethereum, you know, uh, I think over 90% of the DeFi protocols for now have interface with other smart contracts. So in this perspective, we need uh, architecture with a uh, full of uh, interface uh, scalability features, which Substrate can make that happen because uh, Substrate itself, you know, with a uh, Polkadot ecosystem can make that happen. Uh, the best uh, uh, after using Substrate for after even, uh, I think it's nearly two years, our team thinking we made the right choice that uh, we can more focusing on uh, off-chain computation system, which is a very complicated thing uh, for the FALA itself. But uh, when we're speaking into like the balance uh, module, the transaction module, the governors, the voting, uh, the treasury, and uh, uh, even the token standard, you know, the, the, the consensus module. So when we are speaking to uh, the most important parts, if you want to build a blockchain, I think Substrate already solved like a, a lot of uh, work that uh, used to need to work out. So uh, it means that if you are a startup or developer, it can save a bunch of your times on that. So the best part of it is that you can uh, trust your resources and attention into the real business, the real technology uh, core that you want to build. So uh, this is, um, you no, know, I think it's, uh, I will call it the most benefit from from Substrate. On another hand, using a Substrate, you can easily you know, transfer your chain into a parachain, which means that the security is uh, ensured by the relation itself. You know, so 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 that uh, you you can be very freedom in your ecosystem. You don't need every approval. Stake chain like uh, to uh, provide a unique token for your sum, or even uh, you, you don't need uh, such cost from uh, proof of stake or proof of work. So 
uh, that is a very cool part. And uh, of course, if you are you are in a, a running as a pyrogen or even a parasite, you know, you can easily interface with the other chains in a smart contract level. For example, if you are running a, a smart contract on Fala and a color network is running another DeFi smart contract on it, the smart contracts on different chains can interface your directly. That is something uh, the other ecosystem or other tech stacks uh, are very barely, you know, hard to achieve. So, so uh, this is very. Um, I think that's a that's a perfect place for new blockchain developers. Of course, yeah. So I'm curious, did you build any palettes specific for Fala? Uh, of course, uh, we, we built our own pilot uh, to, uh, because Fala have a very uh, unique, uh, how to say, business or technical um, modules in uh, ourselves. For example, the, the smart contract on Fala, on confidential smart contract, is not running on-chain. It's running off-chain inside TE, but uh, we need some modules to uh, verify from subtree to TE, and uh, we need to get some uh, unsensitive data uh, from off-chain so that uh, it can provide a basic, um, you know, like data view from the others. So uh, something like this. So we build our own um, palette. Uh, we call it, you know, the Bala palette that uh, it can uh, uh, interface and con connect, make a connection with the off-chain TE worker, the computation programs inside the TE. Very, very cool. So I think that like leads me to like the major difference I'm I'm seeing um, with your project is like in in typical blockchains you have every node running the same code and that's how we kind of come to consensus we can verify like oh I ran that code and got the same answer as the next node so on and so forth but what I'm getting is that different nodes in your network are going to be handling different operations and that's kind of how you keep the privacy aspect so can you um, elaborate a little bit on like how like the concept of consensus within the Fallon network like how do all nodes kind of agree on things uh, yeah, that is um, uh, that is the question I'm very happy to uh, dig a little bit uh, detailed about. So uh, uh, as we all know, then you know, um, in generalized uh, blockchain, uh, every node runs the same uh, program or the data. Uh, it means that uh, we are, you know, it, it's a totally trustless uh, leverage um, covered by the consensus, right? So. The, the benefit from it is that uh, you can trust everything inside uh, the this blockchain, but uh, use the the, the trade-off is that we sacrifice the uh, performance because even you got like a thousand or ten thousand nodes, uh, you got only one node. Uh, computation power. So that's the limited to it. Uh, of course, uh, new blockchains, new uh, layer zero or layer one, like uh, Polkadot or Cosmos, try to uh, uh, sharding it so that it means that uh, they have uh, like a huge computation uh, performance rather than uh, Ethereum or BSC uh, or Bitcoin. You know? But if we push it to the limit, 
I think uh, with some uh, trust trade-off, you can uh, provide uh, like a 100 percentage of the nose performance in a computation level so that this system can compare with a centralized cloud service like Amazon or Google uh, platform. So uh, in Fala, uh, we have like two types of nodes. The first, uh, we call it gatekeepers and the second we call it TE workers. So uh, the TE workers who take a different computation jobs from the user and uh, uh, effectively cloud workers running a CPU network. Uh, the, the gatekeepers of Fala nodes uh, use a blockchain to do what blockchain do best, you know, trust these organized interactions between users, jobs, and workers, even interactions with other blockchains, so that the off-chain workers never worry about blockchain state or consensus rules such as things. They just focus on fast computations. So the gatekeepers never bogged down with the executing code and scripts. They just handle the blockchain and the network and the, the secret uh, keys. We call it uh, this kind of design is separating computation and the consensus. And it's the key to know how far to bring the benefits of blockchain while delivering the computational power and the scale of uh, cloud servers. And of course, uh, uh, because of this uh, architecture, as a part of Polkadot ecosystem, Fala you know, can uh, directly accessible to other parallel chains and through bridges that is a team uh, intends to build uh, will be accessible to other blockchains beyond uh, Polkadot. You know, the bridges, one of them is a PDF. It's a decentralized and uh, censorship resistant. So um, I don't know uh, uh, if we uh, get there, but uh, uh, the key concept of it is that we separate the consensus and the computation. So I think when we building, we found it is very interesting. If you compare, you know, TE as a kind of like uh, off-chain um, network, and uh, you think of Fala as an uh, on-chain consensus uh, basic layer, uh, it's very sim, you know, similar with Polkadot. Not the relation, the, the relationship between relation and the parachain. I think uh, it's a very interesting, uh, you know, technical trends or uh, thinking of it. So if I if I understand correctly, we have uh, gatekeepers, and and these are the nodes that deal with the blockchain, the traditional blockchain aspect of things, mess uh, sending messages um, to and from, and those can be like obfuscated; those aren't like completely uh, transparent. Um, and then you have they're sending messages in between like users um, and these TE miners that are handling the computation off chain completely private and then they're resubmitting like the returns and the proofs back to the blockchain did, did I gather that right yeah you get it you know like exactly right <laughs> awesome awesome um, it's a very unique kind of um, architecture I'm super interested uh, in how you guys set that up okay so 
let's let's dig a little bit more into like what can be computed on these trusted execution environments. Um, so you mentioned that that Fala is also a DAP platform, which I was I don't know why I was surprised, but I, I was surprised to see that that is possible to also deploy smart contracts onto Fala uh, and have them be private. So let's dig into that a little bit more. What form of smart contracts are you supporting? So I know there's um, you know, a lot of work on EVM compatibility, um, but we also have um, ink smart contracts built in inside of some uh, substrate. So are you are you able to do both or are you preferring one um, over the other currently? The confidential smart contract is uh, uh, we rather to call it, you no, know, the it's uh, the P runtime I mentioned uh, a little bit before. It's, it's quite uh, not uh, similar with the uh, you generalized know, based uh, smart contract itself, but you can imagine it as a serverless program with uh, 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 Byzantine uh, features that uh, keep the confidentiality. Uh, uh, for example, uh, we are uh, we think uh, there are two major you know, types of uh, smart contracts on um, dot for now. The first uh, first kind is as you mentioned is a uh, you know EVM EVM like smart contract, and the other uh, part is like uh, they are written by ink or other uh, or Rust language running uh, in WASM, right? And uh, WebAssembly and the type we choose is that we want to put a WebAssembly inside TE so that uh, it means that the, the we can support this kind of security and uh, uh, technical typical grid very well. We think um, it's the it will be the major choice for uh, not only for Polkadot but also for the uh, whole industry uh, in uh, Web three. Uh, in the future, it will be a major roadmap. But um, for now, because the developers are more focused on how to supply or, or support the uh, Ethereum uh, development experience from other chains uh, into here, so that the, TV, the EVM is very popular. But I think uh, the native um, you know, value of uh, poked out or in the future web three business uh, will be a uh, web assembly. And we in the in, in last year we tried to figure out you know, how to support EVM in uh, TE. I think that's not so hard. We can you know, build a container inside a uh, TE so it so that it can run any kinds of services programs or standards. But we think if I'm a developer on Ethereum, I'm you know I, I have experience in writing um, landing DeFi uh, smart contract and I want to move it into a confidential reality you know, smart contract. I, I think I need to change a lot, not the whole logic of the programming itself. It's not just a problem of uh, standard or environment or um, script. It's a, it's a problem of the, the program logic uh, because when you are using a confidential reality smart contract, uh, we have two major functions. The first, uh, what we call it uh, uh, command, you know, uh, and the second, we, we call it uh, query. So um, it's not uh, uh, very similar with uh, 
uh, EVMs. So the developer need to rewrite it. So we think of if they need to rewrite a general smart contract into conventional smart contract, why don't we use a more security, more efficiently no standard? Uh, that is a uh, uh, web sending the WhatsApp so that um, uh, we think we choose the WhatsApp way and we choose ink. So uh, for now, if you are a developer, uh, have a you know, generalized uh, uh, skills in uh, EVM, I think uh, it, it will take some time that you learn about ink and WhatsApp. Uh, web assembly and after you did that you can easily deploy your new program inside a fala network so that it can keep the performance and keep the confidentiality very very cool is there any particular kind of use case that you think um is really suitable for fala network or do you think like all projects can benefit from from running on fala yeah, uh, uh, I think we are not so greedy, <laughs> to be honest, uh, because, uh, uh, of course, uh, we are focusing on three types of uh, uh, use cases. Uh, the first type of use cases is the privacy on-chain. You know, if you want to keep the possibility of confidential and you want you want it to be uh, totally byzantine by uh, you know like a trust of chain uh, so that this kind of use cases i think um uh, we found some i can share some of it the first one we call it is um the face the face wallet it's uh the the old name of it is that wallet we will we will change it very soon uh, we use fala as a shielding uh, so that um, when you are want to um, deposit or withdraw some assets, uh, if you have any assets on uh, Polkadot, you can easily you know shield it, so that you know your financial uh, privacy can be protected very well. And inside Fala, we will provide uh, different types of uh, secret DeFi. And for example, there will be swipes that uh, the third party can't directly see any of your order book on chain and we will provide a you know secret lending so that when you lend a you know, huge amount of money your position will not be uh, tracked by a third party and the best part of it is that um, using a shield and protocol to protect your DeFi privacy uh, I think even the um, the man pool, you know, can't um, uh, take uh, all the profit by uh, automatically running robots by smart contract like uh, what happened on Ethereum. So I think uh, privacy of DeFi is very very important. I will target on our you know major on-chain use case for privacy, and this is the first type, the on-chain privacy use cases, and we are also focusing on off-chain or let's say uh, data uh, target uh, use cases. There is uh, one project we call it uh, Web3 Analytics, 
who is uh, the function is very similar with uh, Google Analytics. If you are a, a front end developer, you can easily you know put some script in your uh, front end code, and after that you the the platform the analysis platform will automatically uh, collecting and analyzing the uh, users of your website's data to you, like uh, was the DAU, was the MAU, how many um you know, where are the users coming from, such as things. But the best part of it is that using Web3 analytics, all of the analysis code is running as a confidential smart contract. It means that the data is not deployed by the centralized server like Google or like uh, other big platform. It, you, you don't, when you're using Google analytics, it means that you trust them. You put your users' data you know, to uh, the to Google so that uh, they can analyze things for you. But um, you know, on uh, on this perspective, on on, on Web three analytics, the, the the data is not you know like um, be trusted by any centralized server or any centralized gatekeeper. It's just been uh, encrypted by Fala system, and the how to encrypted the control authorization is in the visitor's hand, the user's hand. They can authorization uh, the uh, owner of the confidential smart contract that who can analyzing my data by which way. And I'm not saying that the final solution, but I think it's a pretty GDPR or pretty um, you know um, solid technology architecture you know fit the future of Web three. I think only by this uh, like uh, authorization by third party, the trustless platform itself, and the developer or the enterprise owner and the data owner by uh, Triangle's three parties uh, architecture. We can keep the data into a you know into a, another lab, leverage of the current uh, situation of the in, in the industry for now. That's the second you know, major uh, target use cases we are doing, and of course we are also a cooperation with uh, other uh, parachains or Polkadot ecosystem to make that achievement happen. Like. Uh, we are cooperating with Litenchi that we think uh, this kind of technology also very good use cases when we met to DID, right? The the DID data encrypted should be controlled by the user himself or the man himself. But uh, the third party need to uh, use some part of data without any privacy issues. So this kind of stuff, um, you know, in, in our uh, major use case basket. Uh, and we also uh, have a major target on the third kinds of use case, which is uh, not taught, is more widely uh, widely uh, use case that uh, we think uh, in the future all programs doesn't need OS, doesn't need uh, container. It will be uh, running as a serverless way and uh, in uh, edge computation. So uh, we are uh, we are more exploring uh, in that part uh, for that. So that uh, we want to be like one of the major standard of serverless in the future because uh, we use some serverless code uh, to have a trial. We found one problem that if you are using a serverless. Um, 
as your uh, program platform, you also need to you know trust the platform very well. It means that you know the the more you um cut down your program into different pieces uh, for better uh, cost performance or uh, you know, interface performance, you, you need to uh, put your data in that platform more and more. So we think the, the real um, good platform for serverless need to keep their the, the serverless program data in a confidentiality. But uh, such technology is like pretty hard without TE's help. So um, we think the the next confidentiality computation cloud is not some uh, you know small part of the cloud mark marketing. We believe that in the next three years or five years, the the major technology of all computation cloud will be confidential computing cloud. And that's uh, what we can see from uh, uh, what is Google are doing, what is Amazon are doing, what is Azure doing. They are trying to build in labs for uh, you know, computation uh, all of these confidentiality. So I think that's the right future. Uh, as a starter, I think people are very easily to you know, overvalue uh, what will happen in uh, one year but uh, undervalued what will happen in the next five years. So we keep that in, in our mind. We uh, always uh, tips ourselves that what will happen in the next five years and we won't forget it. So that's why we also put our energy into the like this third kinds of use cases. And I believe that will be a, a real benefit for Polkadot ecosystem in, in, in the next three, four years. Uh, let's wait and see. Absolutely, yeah. I know it seems like you've um, you've got yeah, a lot of a lot of ground, uh, a lot of surface area to provide um, a platform for different types of applications. So that sounds amazing. Um, you talked a, a bit about the Web three analytics that you guys are developing, and I believe that's a part of one of the Web three. Uh, Web three, the foundation, Web three foundation grants that you um, you are working on with Fala. So you have the Web uh, Web three analytics as well as another project called PDM. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested uh, to know a bit more about that because for for those of you that don't already know. Um, DM is the Libra project, which was which came out of Facebook. It was their consortium um, blockchain that they were building. I think they they've rebranded to DM now. Um, and so, can you talk about the relationship between between that project and PDM? Like, is it a fork of PDM? Are you working with folks from the Libra team? Um, I'm super curious about that. Yeah. Well, this uh, this grant has a very old history uh, back to uh, 2019. Uh, the Facebook team announced that they uh, create um, a new project called uh, Libra, and uh, it will provide a stable coin, you know, to the crypto and the traditional financial world, so that you know it's uh, the financial system is made by a uh, blockchain. But uh, because of you know Facebook's um, uh, position in the industry, they are uh, want to build it in a permissionable way, so that it means that um, it's a permission 
blockchain, not you know permissionless blockchain like uh, Ethereum. I, I, the the major difference is that uh, if you want to be a node of Libra, you need to um, you know like uh, be a member of the membership. So that's about it. But uh, because of the uh, use base of uh, Facebook and Instagram and uh, you know even uh, uh, and WhatsApp, so that uh, it means that they can put the Libra stablecoin widely used in the like billions of users among the market. It's a huge thing for blockchain. So that's why. Uh, uh, and uh, back to that. We think we uh, Facebook have uh, traditional issues with privacy, right? And uh, we think uh, uh, it's a good idea to uh, bridge Libra into a uh, Polkadot. So uh, that's why we uh, apply the grant and we, we put uh, part of our resources into that grant to bridge between uh, Libra and uh, Polkadot. So that's the that's a basic concept of it. Uh, and uh, as time passed into these days, uh, Libra changed the project name into DM. But uh, we still uh, want to uh, uh, you know, build it uh, to deliver it to the, to the Polkadot community. So uh, 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 to be uh, uh, shortly speaking, you know, uh, for the audience, the PDM is a complete, compliant uh, privacy-preserving layer for DM on Polkadot ecosystem. It's powered by Fala network because we uh, need to use the confidential contracts to build a bridge so that it can protect the privacy of the DM users, most specifically, um, PDM is uh, more than just a cross-chain bridge connecting Polkadot ecosystem with DS millions of users, billions of users, sorry, offering a host of uh, Polkadot-based services and applications to DM holders and and uh, wrapped to a massive the user base of uh, Polkadot. And, um, on another hand, you know, PDM is a privacy-preserving stablecoin uh, on Polkadot uh, that is both compliant, you know, uh, single transactions limited in value to the no KYC requirements by uh, FATF uh, and allows for uh, scalable value transfers in the stable size. Uh, you know, um, I think a stable coin size for Polkadot is. Uh, very important because you know it that uh, BTC dot and stablecoin will be the fundamental of all Polkadot DeFi ecosystem, and um, of course, uh, in that perspective, I think it will may uh, de- make developer more easily to build privacy preserving decentralized applications uh, using DM. Because uh, if you want to build something on top of DM directly, uh, you need uh, permission, and you also need um, you know uh, to learn about the move language, which is provided by the DM team itself. So um, I think it's um, uh, more convenient for the developers on Polkadot if they can uh, deploy the applications on top of any blockchain they want, and they can just using. DM site directly. For example, if you are a developer on Moonbeam 
or even plus network or Akala network, you can you know build just build your own uh, DeFi protocol. Uh, but because of the bridge uh, provided by Fala, you can use the DM size directly. And for now, uh, we already uh, delivered the PDM grant to Web3 Foundation. It uh, includes the PDM contracts, you know, the core, the core of PDM computational smart contract that validates and accepts DM uh, deposit and process without request. And we also provide um, PDM relays, the relayers, the nodes that really are uh, DM deposit transactions to a PDM contract and broadcast that withdraw transactions to BDM. And uh, you can uh, use the core uh, functions of these two things uh, with Fala, with Polkadot, with, with Parachains, and with XAMP to, um, you know, to build up your own applications beyond that. So I think for now, uh, we already provide provide a, a usable testnet level of um, bridge between DM and uh, Polkadot already. So uh, if you're interested, welcome to our, you know, <laughs> welcome to our Fala's wiki to try it out. Uh, but because DM haven't uh, launched its uh, mainnet for now, but uh, in the latest news, I think DM uh, want to launch it by the end of this year, maybe it's a later Q3 or uh, in Q4. So uh, I believe in that time, uh, that part, the, the DM ecosystem will have a, a rise up. By then, I think uh, the, the Ethereum DM bridge, the BSC DM bridge uh, will begin to work on better for Polkadot users. No, we are very lucky that uh, we already provided uh, in the very early stage to bridge uh, DM and Polkadot. But of course, I think uh, there is one thing we need to work on is that you know, how we can make the permission on running nodes of uh, DM happen. In our technology, uh, you don't need to own a node so that you can uh, verify from uh, DM to pull out. Uh, using a, a TE on DM side, it's just a, a, a general address on DM side. It means that if you want to transfer from DM to pull out, you just need to put some you know, DM uh, transfer to a uh, participant uh, address. And uh, when a, a PDM smart contracts uh, scan up that data, they will like deposit, make the deposit very easily into poke, into Polkadot. It means that into a, a, a file network. So um, this technology is a you no know, TE based uh, bridge between Polkadot and other blockchains. So we we after we uh, deliver this grant. Uh, we plan to uh, scale these um, kinds of bridge into a you know, more scalability market rather than just uh, DM, but also include the BTC family. The BTC bridge on Polkadot already been provided by very solid, very good teams like Interlay. Uh, but uh, uh, I think uh, because it's a game theory based uh, bridge, it's more uh, trustless. It's more um, it's more huge, but we think we also need some long tail 
bridges for not so big chains like Doggy. Anyone building Doggy between uh, Doggy and uh, Polkadot. And there are a bunch of like you know not so big chains in the world. And uh, using a TE bridge, you can easily connect it with them in a lower cost in a development. So um, uh, in the next three, um, you know, from uh, after of launch of Kusama until uh, you know the next year, we plan to have uh, one developer keep on bridging uh, Polkadot with a long tail. Uh, blockchains like uh, DM, like uh, Dodge, like um, other blockchains, such and such. Maybe a two weeks one chain, and I think in that perspective, product will be uh, much more prosper than just uh, having BTC, Ethereum, uh, and BSC. So uh, that's the work we want to do. That's very cool. I, I like the idea of um, you know addressing the long tail, right? Um, we don't just need the big coins, but uh, we like to yeah. have funds with our with our meme coins too. Um, those are always fun. Okay, so um, next steps for for Fala is it sounds like there's some big news coming up. Um, I mean, we're all kind of sitting here waiting for parachains to be ready, and you know, it could you know who knows when they're they're going to be fully ready, but it should be soon. Um, at least uh, we're we're all excited waiting for that. And um, you recently announced what your plans are with. Kala, which is the Kusama version of Fala Network, um, which is going to be deployed on Kusama. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that as we start to uh, to wrap things up. Yeah, so you you're targeting the second slot. If if I read the the newsletter correctly, that you're not going to aim for the first one, but the second slot. Can you tell us uh, why you decided to do that? <laughs> that's a that's a very cheeky uh, decision, you know. Our um, connection in Polkadot ecosystem um, is a uh, is pretty early. It's, we are not like a newcomers of Polkadot, so that we know exactly what's the value in Kusama rather than uh, just a canary or testnet. We know that it's a, a cousin with uh, you know expecting chaos, right? And uh, we know that uh, you know Kusama uh, have a, you know many possibilities. Uh, for new startups and smaller teams and uh, crazy ideas, it's a it's like a younger brother and a older brother. You know the, the relationship between uh, Kusama and Polkadot. So we never undervalue the Kusama's value because Kusama will launch it um, parachain first, then uh, Polkadot. So we plan to put our own canary or our own uh, cousin network on Kusama, which uh, also is uh, being widely um, you know, used by uh, other parachains as well. Uh, you know, Moon, Moon, Moonbeam have Moon River, Park have Sheeden, uh, Kala have uh, Karura, right? And uh, uh, yeah, I think the all of the Polkadot team, project teams, uh, create its own uh, network on Kusama. But our idea is a little bit more crazy than that. That we think we don't know. Although we uh, we we can build a cousin network on Kusama, we don't actually need any new token. We don't want to uh, create a new token and say, uh, hey, Bala team have uh, uh, two networks, both on Kusama and, and Polkadot, and we have a, 
file token and we have uh, you know like a color token we don't want to do that we just want to you know keep one token it's more simple and uh, it's more i think it's more uh decent for the for the for the file token holders for now so in that perspective, and uh, we are also uh, teaching what will happen in the bear market that uh, you can't, I think it's very hard, it's pretty hard to running very well in both networks, uh, tokens, sorry, I mean the both network uh, to native tokens. Not everyone is party or Web3 Foundation have that ability to achieve that. So uh, we are a smaller team than parity. So we think uh, we know our limited. So that's why we all choose uh, to deploy a new network on Kusama, but we don't initial any new token. The native token on Kala network is a uh, KFALA. It means that uh, it's a part of a FALA ecosystem. You can, it's a one by one transferable uh, to ERC20 FALA or uh, mainnet FALA tokens. So um, yeah, I think the major point of it. And uh, on the other hand, um, you mentioned we are also targeting on the second slot. Why don't we, uh, you know, gain for the first one? Because uh, first of all, we want to see what will happen on the first slot auction. We don't, we don't know exactly like um, how many KSM will be staked in that uh, uh, crawl long campaign, and we don't know that you know how will process. Although we keep on trying the test on a local core network, but in reality, it will be different. So we want to like, uh, you know, uh, keep an eye on that. And secondly, we think uh, it's very reality thing. We think um, like our color network and plus network uh, are very uh, strong competitors. So I think they have very good uh, technical background and uh, contribute a lot input our ecosystem. So uh, we think uh, it's better that uh, if uh, uh, a color network or plus network can, can can win the first slot so that they can build a DeFi a fundamental uh, you know, infrastructure on Kusama first, and then we can launch on Kusama. And uh, uh, by that case, we can uh, directly be used, not just a uh, you know, blockchain running as a pattern is a um, there are some serious business on the on the on the chains. So uh, when we are becoming a parachain on Kusama, we think it's better uh, that uh, we already got some cross chain use cases can be uh, directly used by the for the community. Uh, so in that perspective, we need a color or moonbeam or plasma on Kusama first. So uh, yeah, so that's the idea behind it. That makes a lot of sense now that you mention it, like uh, taking a part of the network effects, um, using or having other protocols be able to use Fala as a privacy layer and a, and a cloud computation layer. You need other projects to be live in order for your project to um, 
provide the value that it's going to provide. So that makes a lot of sense. Cool. So I think we're coming to the end of the um, end of the cast. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to uh, leave people with? Like, where should people go to to contact you or get involved with the project? Um, yeah, let us know. Yeah, that's very kind of you, Jordan. I, I think um, everyone here, you know, in, in this podcast, uh, if you want to learn more about Fala, welcome to, uh, you know, search uh, Fala on Twitter or uh, enter on our website directly, which is Fala.network. And uh, uh, we have uh, very uh, good um, materials in our uh, medium publications that you can learn everything about Fala. And uh, if you uh, want to contact me directly with emails, you can write email letter to uh, marvin at fala.network to uh, contact me about anything. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a pretty good uh, uh, fair chat uh, this day. Thank you very much, Jory. Yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much um, for being here and sharing all of your great knowledge about your project. I'm looking forward to um, seeing Parachain's launch and you go for your your crowd loan. Um, so best of luck with that. Okay, thank you, Joy, and uh, thank you for the for the nice invitation. Uh, I hope the uh, crowd loan will be a very successful campaign in all crypto world, and I hope Kusama and Polkadot you know, can run smoothly and uh, by a different parachains. And uh, of course, I think Fala will be uh, one important uh, part of it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much, Marvin. Thanks for joining us this week on Relay Chain. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the subjects we talked about today. So please reach out to us on Twitter at Relay Chain or by email podcast at parity.io. The team at Parity has some of the brightest minds working towards building a robust and inclusive ecosystem that puts power back into the hands of its community members. With cross-chain communication as a primary goal, we aim to break down the tribalistic barriers that have formed throughout the blockchain industry. If you want to learn more about what we're building, or if you want to join our team, visit our website at parity.io and sign up for our newsletter at parity.io newsletter.